1: We welcome you back. Hour number two is going to be spirited as we are live from the seaport, as always, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron, and nothing could be more perfect than having this crew already put together and adding the one, the only, the big swagoo to the conversation. Marcus Spears is here for hour number two. And the conversation starts not in this country, Dominique Foxworth, but in Mexico last night. Game of the night Monday Night Football and a statement from the San Francisco 49ers. Look at the scene last
2: night, Nate. Oh, yeah, it was a party there, and only for one team, it seemed like. That's right.
1: No <laughs> Kyler Murray for Arizona, and no defense either. Here's Christian McCaffrey, the enormous acquisition by the Niners. That puts them in the red zone, second quarter. And then Jimmy G had himself a night, Dominique Foxworth.
2: Yeah, he was incredible last night. This was man coverage with the whole defender. He looks off the whole defender, comes back, and hit IU. Can do that dance.
1: He's got the dance. Niners up 7-3, and then tip drill.
2: Oh, Nothing better than an easy interception. Let's have it. Sorry, Colt, that counts all the same.
1: And then now we're going the other way, and it's Garoppolo. But look at him moving out of the pocket and finding George Kittle behind the defense. Jimmy G, 228 yards passing, four touchdowns, zero picks. Niners up 14-3. And then here comes more. A little trickery, And oh, they've got Debo Samuel. This team is loaded, Nate.
2: Oh, yeah, there are playmakers everywhere. This is a well-designed play. If you get Trent Williams blocking a corner and McGlitchy on a safety and nobody else to worry about and Debo with the ball in his hands, again, it's time to do that, day.
1: Niners looking to put it away. Here we go, four minutes in the third. Garoppolo, Elijah Mitchell, the team ran for 159 yards in the game last night, and then it was time to pad the stats. Here comes Ayuk for another touchdown.
2: Yeah, another good pass in stride. Ayuk shrugs off that tackle, and they are in the end
1: zone. 31-10, and now we're early in the fourth, and they got one more. Garoppolo off the play action. Kittle to the other side. Neat, they've got
2: weapons everywhere you look. Do they think this is the BCS? they just piling on points. They're trying to get their ranking higher. This is just unfair. Kneel it out. That's mean.
1: 38-10, to 10, the final score. The Niners, a big win. Hey, Kyle Shanahan, how about that quarterback
3: of yours? Jimmy's doing a great job. Uh, I, I think Jimmy always has. Um, when, when Jimmy's um, been healthy out there, we've had our guys around him. I think he plays at a very high level. Um, and I think he did that today as good as he has. So very, we're very fortunate to have him
1: really a hilarious thing to say he has always done a great job for us so good that we've done everything humanly possible to move on from him and yet here he is so Marcus let me catch up on where we are we started the show this morning talking about San Francisco as a legit Super Bowl contender and we will put that conversation yeah. a little later in this hour what it basically boiled down to was do you or do you not have the faith in Jimmy Garoppolo if this team needs him to win them a big game in the playoffs getting it done Marcus Spears yes or no
4: No, I don't, G. And Jimmy has been playing great the past three weeks. The most important thing he hasn't done is turn the football over. But ultimately, what we've seen historically from Jimmy G is him not be able to make those critical throws or critical plays when it was all really on the line. And you go back to the Super Bowl, obviously getting sacked by Aaron Donald against the Los Angeles Rams is not in entirety his fault but he's giving the ball away in those particular situations. If Jimmy Garoppolo stays on the path that he's on for the last three weeks, the San Francisco 49ers might win the Super Bowl. Like this team is, we all know that we get around this part of the year and then we start to see the 49ers ascend. They have dealt with injury the past two years, getting their guys back, and they start making deep playoff runs, but... Until Jimmy G delivers in those moments, which most of the time you're judged off that anyway, when your team is good enough to consistently be where the 49ers have been, I'm not going to believe it, but he's playing great right now and it shouldn't take away anything from what he's been able to do.
1: I mean, Dominique, if I if I just gave you the numbers for this is this season, 67 percent completion, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions when the team, you know, the, the defense was banged up beyond recognition early in the year when they've been healthy. They always win when he plays. What, what is Jimmy G going to have to do, Nick, to convince you?
2: Yeah, he's going to have to make those plays when when other things fall apart. So Jimmy G is an NFL-level, starting-level quarterback, and when things are going well in all the spots around him, when the defense plays well, all the playmakers play well, he has protection, he can ascend to even higher level. But the problem is, when you get to the playoffs, you got to win three or four games in a row. There are going to be games where not everything works out. And the only person is the quarterback that can overcome some of those things, and Jimmy hasn't been able to do that even in some of their wins you look back at those wins that they had in the playoffs last year like jimmy g played poorly in both of those games but the defense and the playmakers overcame that so that's the question mark around jimmy g well it's not a question mark honestly that's the issue if they're going to make it to the super bowl it's going to be because it's going to be because domiko ryan's and that defense are locking people down and all Mm -hmm. those playmakers are making plays for him every single week
1: kittle and samuel and Aiyuk yeah, and Christian McCaffrey. Go ahead.
5: Well, it's a, it's a yards after the catch offense, yeah. right? And they're great at that. But in the playoffs, you're going to see teams that are more enthusiastic about tackling than the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals were last night. I mean, you watch these highlights. Like, how many times? How many missed tackles are we looking at here? So, look, yes, they're going to have to at some point if they need Jimmy G to make a throw to win a game. We haven't seen him do that yet in the big spot, in the big playoff game. Not saying he can't, but until we see it, 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 it you, you have every right to doubt. But that's not true. True,
3: he took the team to the Super Bowl and made consequential plays. And when Stafford and the Rams went, they were one-dropped interception away from them being back. So, Jimmy Garoppolo plays good football. Now, they have great players around him, but they have won a lot of games with this nucleus. You've lost lost our friends. Marcus, (laughs) let me come to you. Let me come to you. Because the debate we
1: had earlier this morning is, are wins a quarterback stat? And my argument is... Yes, it's a debate because we use it very conveniently however we want to. When a team wins and we don't like the quarterback, we say it's not a quarterback stat. And when a, a quarterback wins all the time and we like him, we say, well, look, he always wins when he plays. How much credit? All they do is win when he plays, Marcus. How much credit does he get for that?
4: Okay, let me do this, G. Let me when you say we, let me take myself and put myself right over here. Can I, okay. Can I come Outside with you? Can I come with you? Outside of everybody, I want to go with either. you. Whoever right. else is coming? Over there. Listen, man. Like and, and honestly, G, you are absolutely right. And we we say this all the time. Quarterbacks get too much credit and they get too much of the blame. No doubt about it. But let's let's focus on what we've seen from the San Francisco 49ers That That is why I have such a problem. When guys like Mike Tannenbaum say he took them somewhere. This man threw eight passes in an NFC championship game. Well, who the hell he taking anywhere in that (laughs) game? Outside of those guys playing well around him. We know San Francisco runs the ball at a high level. We know they play defense at a very high level. And we know at times they ask Jimmy G to make throws. Listen, I'll He's one of the most, when this team is rolling, like we saw them last night against Arizona, I give Jimmy G credit. He threw four touchdowns. But when this offense is rolling and everything around him is working, he's one of the most protected, easygoing quarterbacks when it comes to what you need to do in order for your team to win that we've seen in the last four or five years in the NFL. It ain't me saying that. It's the damn film saying that. So look, it always seems like we bashing Jimmy G. Jimmy's a solid to really good quarterback, right? And everybody can, everybody can own that. The problem we have when everybody starts saying Jimmy G, all they do is win when he plays. He took them this. He took them there. Fair. But we know Jimmy G ain't take them anywhere. He's been a part of what they've been doing and not the reason that we've seen this success from the 49ers.
1: I need to push back on that in only this regard, and I just asked Hembo on the text to get me a stat, so it'll take a second here. But he just put up there: they're thirty-six and seventeen, and they average twenty-seven points a game since he got there. When he plays, what are they when he doesn't? I mean, the simple fact is, when he plays, they win, and when he doesn't, they lose. Both of Come those on, things Mike. happen. It happens. <laughs> You're smart.
2: You're smarter Come than on, this, Mike.
4: Who is <laughs> <look> smarter?
1: Tell <laughs> me what.
2: Who you're what, smarter what, than this. What like, are you okay, disagreeing with? We it's like you're trying to position us like we're saying Jimmy G does not deserve to be in the NFL. Yes, he's better than Mullins and the other guys that they had out there. Yes, he's good enough to make this team good. And yes, the team is good enough to take him to the Super Bowl when he does not mess things up. But like I think what Marcus just said was eminently reasonable. Yes, we all think he's good and when things are going well, he can have great games. Last night was a great game. But when things go poorly, you are not gonna to be able to jump on Jimmy G's back. That is just a fact. That's not an insult. You're not going to make me feel like I'm a Jimmy G basher. I'm just a Jimmy G truther. He's very good at football. (laughs) But when they get down to the situation, we saw it last year in both their playoff games. He was bad against Green Bay. He missed a lot of passes to put the Cowboys away. But they still won because the rest of the team played really well. But eventually, they're going to run into a team that you're going to have to make some plays for us, Jimmy. And he ain't going to be able to make enough. He ain't done it yet. And that's hey all. It false. is an insult. Hey, guys. No,
3: it is absolutely
1: an insult. You're suggesting the quarterback was peripherally involved in this team winning
3: all of these games. I, mean, I don't know how that – I would hate to hear what an insult sounds like if that isn't one. Well To use Nick's term about the truther here, look, we can quibble about wins, but points you can't. And they average, as you said, Greeny, nearly 28 points a game when he's the quarterback. So – Swagoo, it may be eight passes yes. a game. Uh, however, they get there. I mean, but if they're scoring twenty-eight points a game and he's the quarterback, he deserves. A question. Are we looking at what yeah. he's I got? I mean, yeah.
5: like this is the Swagoo's point. I mean, you know, he has, he has the best left tackle. He has the best running back. He has the best. Like, I mean, it's just it's loaded. All again, Dominique's right. It, it, we're not insulting the guy. He's a good player. Oh he's better than his yes. backups have been.
1: As, as almost every starting quarterback in the NFL is. I'm going to give Marcus the final word, but I will just say this. There's one hard fast rule of life. Anytime you say, I'm not insulting him, you're insulting him. Okay? <laughs> oh God, he's a good if player. you have to make a caveat that you're not insulting him, you are definitively insulting him. Marcus, final word. I'm going
4: I'm, I'm to take, take a page out of Foxy Notebook on you, G, and I'm going to yeah. call you Mike okay? (laughs) You're mad at us right now. You're mad at us on Get Up. You're mad at me. You're mad at Garage. You're mad at Neek. And you and Mike Tannenbaum have formed this little coalition to be together. We we ain't trying to trade Jimmy G. We ain't trying to get rid of him. We didn't draft a quarterback third overall in the NFL draft. We are just reiterating to you what the San Francisco 49ers told you and Mike Tannenbaum. Since you want to blame us this morning for what's going on with Jimmy G, it's the 49ers, so call You'll them Shanahan or John Lynch on your damn get-up show, and fucks <laughs> at <that laughs> them for what they don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is, okay? Look, I mean, I right. saw who went
1: second in that draft so far. You may not be I... making the point you think you're making about who went third. Okay, we're gonna... We're, I didn't even get... You know that that conversation got, took a good turn if I pushed the Cowboys for it. We're gonna get to Ooh. Dallas and Dak Prescott as we continue. Plus, we're talking about the 49ers, we're talking about the Cowboys, we need to talk about the Eagles. Which of the NFL NN- NFC's big three is going to wind up in the biggest game of the year at the very end. Everyone here will answer that question. And then we just alluded to this, unfortunately, with one simple word, did Zach Wilson ruin everything? Do the Jets need to bench their quarterback now? Marcus will answer that question next. delicious meat nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there each one ounce serving has six grams of protein giving you over 10 percent of your daily value wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go and you're on the go a lot We are back, and the biggest story in the NFL right now is Jets quarterback Zach Wilson under heavy criticism after his offense managed less than three inches per play in the second (laughs) half of their game against New England in a 10-3 loss, and then his comments afterward in which he appeared to take no responsibility. Here was his head coach, Robert Sala, yesterday on his next move.
0: I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday. Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything.
1: It is the first time that he has been non-committal on Zach Wilson this season. Candidly, any time. So, Marcus, I will come to you directly. Have not had a chance to talk to you about this yet. And it's as simply as I can ask it: Do the New York Jets need to bench Zach Wilson?
4: Yes, they do. Uh, they need to go with a veteran quarterback. With this really good defense that they have and try to give themselves an opportunity with Flacco now. Trust me, I ain't saying Flacco the greatest thing since sliced bread. But Zach Wilson right now is in one of those young quarterback situations where he is absolutely lost about how he wants to function in this league. And he's realizing as well, like we're watching it in real time, that this is way harder Than you thought it was going to be because you had an arm and everybody built you up to be this guy coming out of BYU. And when you're playing for a coach and a team, not remember this, guys, Robert Salah is not like guaranteed to be the Jets coach for years to come. He's going to do what it takes in order to win. And I think Robert Salah also has this in him. And I don't know if I've heard anybody say this. Robert Salah got like a, if you talk to players that play with him, he has like a player's mentality. Yeah. And you talk to guys that play for him in San Francisco. You pro, you look at guys on this defense, how he celebrates. He didn't take too kindly to Zach Wilson answering that question like he did. He didn't take kindly to that because he know how that affects guys on the other side of the ball. Remember, this head coach for the New York Jets was the defensive coordinator for a Super Bowl um, go, uh, a team that went to the Super Bowl. He understands the dynamic and how fragile it is when guys aren't taking responsibility or at least not having all the responsibility on their shoulders but being a leader enough to say, yeah, I have to do something better. So, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think they should. I think Flacco should go in there and tr- just try to calm things down. It's a lot of talent around the quarterback position when it comes to these skill positions. And let Zach sit a little bit and try to grow up a, a little bit in this game.
1: Th- that's one of the questions is do you then run the risk of losing him right. and do you have something you're worried about losing at this point? Look, he was the second pick in the draft. Right. Like you keep making that expression like this is no big deal. You used the second pick in the draft
3: on him a year ago. Yeah, but we're in the win business. What, what are you losing? He hasn't played good football. Like, what are you? So, losing? we're giving up. I mean, yeah. we're
1: now giving up. On, we drafted him number two overall last year, and now we are
3: giving up Uh-oh, on him this he quick. Gonna, no, no, there's he coming, a lot of is, examples is around out. the league. Guys like Tua, Jalen Hurts, even Gino smith they out. get better at some point. It's a developmental position. Dominique, I, I want you to,
1: because you and Marcus could do something that we can't do yeah. here, and that is you can take us actually inside that locker room. So, yeah. so give me, when, yeah. that comment, when that comment circulates, he, Zach, the game ends. It's awful. Emotions are raw. You can't lose a game worse. The defense is brilliant. You lose on a punt return. It couldn't possibly be worse. And then Zach leaves the room to go do his media availability. And at some point, they ask him, do you feel like you let the defense down? And he says no. Yeah. T- tell me what managing, happens next. So, Take me in that locker yeah, room.
2: There, there's going to be whispers, and there have been whispers throughout the course of the season, I can imagine, between teammates. Like, man, this guy's killing us. Come on, we got to do something. Like, that's the whispers. Those whispers are getting louder now. Yeah. Players are talking to the media, and that's a problem. And this is leadership, and this is one of the things. I know we're not talking about the Colts now, but this is one of the things that I think Jeff Saturday does well is understands that managing the emotion of the locker room is almost as important as the scheme and the situation. And Robert Sala has an an opportunity right now to manage that emotion in the locker room. So Wednesday is the first day of preparation for the upcoming week's practice. And if you show up there and don't do anything, just roll Zach Wilson back out there, it is going to impact the mentality and the preparation of all the players going forward. So you have one of two choices. You can put Joe Flacco in, and that will lift the spirits of the guys. They'll buy in. Or you can have a meeting with uh, Zach at some point today, find out where his head is at, and he needs to walk into that room first thing on Wednesday morning and deliver an impassioned speech about how he knows how he's messed up and he knows how things are going to change. And he's sorry for how things have gone wrong and how his career is on the line, and he's going to do everything he can to make it a success, and he hopes that you will do the same. That could potentially motivate that team and galvanize them around it so when the fans start booing and things go poorly – the guys will come together and try to lift him up. They're forgiving guys in that locker room. They want to support him. But if there's not some sort of grandiose, like, uh, statement, those guys are going to be out all week long from Wednesday till Sunday. They're going to try to do their best, but the emotional impact of this is going to be something that's hard, I think, to measure and hard to overcome for them going forward.
1: Gra- guys, we live in a hey, world Let me just get one quick thing from grass here. We we live in a world, particularly in this media market, where trying to keep the... the, Trying to keep from the world who your starter is going to be until Sunday. Like, right. sometimes the see coaches playing that game. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're not going to t- – that's not a realistic option here, right? We're going to know who the starting quarterback is yeah. as soon as – basically as soon as they make that decision, right? So tomorrow, yeah. would we assume? I, I would think so. I, I honestly
5: think they're working through it because there are more layers to – I mean, as you point out, like, you know, if you bench him, what's the effect of that on him, on the rest of the team? You know, if you mm. don't – like <laughs> If he shows up and he's still the starting quarterback for tomorrow's practice, I think he's going to have to be perceptibly different to his teammates, Mm -hmm. right, than he was last week or, or a couple of days ago. And that may be what the Jets are trying to see. How does he handle this sort of barrage of criticism that he's taking right now, does he realize that something has to change? And if so, how does he present that to the rest of the team? And if he doesn't, then maybe that makes a decision for them.
1: And, and, and I just want to, I'm going to give Marcus the final word, but Mike T, let me just come to you, because it sounds to me like you're saying they need to sit him down. Does, does that suggest that if you, based upon what you have seen, and you're not in the building, but that you are ready to move on. Just a, We have a, a championship-caliber roster probably a year
3: from now. Someone else is going to be my quarterback? No, both things could be true. You could have him compete, and you could go bring in whomever, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel oh, yeah. Jones, and have him compete. Daniel Jones ju- I
1: like. I like the idea of Daniel. He doesn't have to move. He could just stay right in his house. I don't know where he lives, but wherever it is, they play in the same stadium. I like the sound of that. The more I hear about it, the more I like it. Marcus, give us a final word on all this.
4: Yeah, G. First, let me, I I, I didn't address his response. I'm going to tell you, like, as a defensive player sitting there and listening to his response, I thought it was arrogant. And another thing is, and Foxy knows this as well, you got to earn the right to have that type of reaction. You haven't built any stock to have that kind of reaction in a press conference. You haven't done anything to bring this team over the hill to win anything of significance for you to respond like that. And the other part of this, too, I'm with Mike T., Like, look, man, you ain't paying these guys $50 million anymore to play football before they even take a snap. The New York Jets should recognize what's around them. Try to determine if Zach Wilson is that guy because this team can actually win a lot of games currently constructed if they get high level play from their quarterback.
1: It's 100% right. No, look, to, just to finish up the point that Marcus just made, a couple of weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers played a bad game against Detroit. After the game, he said, that was on me. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's Zach's idol. That's Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That would be a really good example not... for him to try and learn from. All right, I'm counting on you to break this story for me.
0: I, I want to know
1: who the quarterback like is <laughs> I, I think they're still working on it. All right, we will talk about Rodgers as we continue. Is the cheese now stale in Green Bay? <laughs> is it time for Rodgers? I'm sorry, that was written for me and it made me laugh. Uh, Is it time for Rodgers and the Packers to break up? We will talk about that. Plus, he led a dramatic comeback Sunday against the Colts. Is Jalen Hurts about to lead his team to the Super Bowl? We are breaking down the NFC's big three. Next, you're watching Get Up on ESPN.
0: Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Hey, Jesus, get up, and if you need a wake-up call this morning, here's one from our John Sutcliffe from ESPN Deportes, kicking off last night's game in Mexico City. Give a listen.
3: Buenas noches, Mexico! John Sutcliffe, the reporter. Of-
4: support la NFL es lunes es
2: Monday los 49ers y los Cardinals
1: Ay, viva mi amigo, John Sutcliffe. Awesome to start it last night. And then the Niners were equally awesome. They absolutely lived up to John's introduction. They've won three straight. They're 6-4. and They're 3-1 and since they got Christian McCaffrey. They're scoring a lot more points per game. The Niners look like they could be a Super Bowl contender. Speaking of which, let's play a game called Believe It or Not. Hey, Marcus Spears, if I said Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP award, believe it or not,
4: Believe it, G, and it's no reason not to believe it. We saw what Pat did against the Los Angeles Chargers late in game. Those are the moments that actually win you the MVP. We knew he would have the stats this year. We knew that he would have this offense rolling at some point like they did last year. But those moments against the Los Angeles Chargers, when you got to go and have it and you're able to deliver like we've seen him do so many times, that'll be the difference in his MVP trophy this year.
1: Right now, he is the clear favorite. Neat, if I said the Dolphins are the biggest threat to Kansas City in the AFC, you believe it or not?
2: Uh, I'm going to say I still stick with the Bills. I know right now the Dolphins are probably playing better than the Bills at this particular moment, but it's a long season, and we see the way teams change and teams having playoff experience. We've seen the Bills play really well in Kansas City. Dolphins certainly are capable of doing it, but if there is one team to look at, it's the Bills to me.
1: All right, so that's the top of the AFC. If I were to say
3: to you, Mike T, the top of the NFC, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. You believe it or not? I don't believe it. I think they'll be home watching the Super Bowl like we are when the Dallas Cowboys were playing in it. You get the Cowboys better. You have stayed on that all season long
1: I will give Tannenbaum credit in the preseason when the whole world flipped over to Philadelphia. You stayed on the Dallas bandwagon and do you know who else has remained loyal? To all of that, and this perhaps should not come as a surprise, Uh, a fellow by the name of the playmaker, Michael
4: Irvin, yesterday on First Aid. No doubt in my mind that that team that I saw said we are the best team in the National Football League. We ain't got to talk about how y'all went all after Dak last week. Everybody went after Dak. Dak got to stand up and show he a man. He has to lead this team right now. He has to show he can beat this team. And you said it because you had no faith. No faith that he could do it. But Dak has always been a great overcomer. Overcomer. And he's always over It's one thing to be an overcomer. That means you get over things. But when you overcome and over-deliver, that's a whole nother statement. It's a new great party. they are in the
1: next studio. Michael has so his stopped. Marcus, but I'm going to give you one on that before I get to the top of the oh, NFC because God. I had a lot of Dak slander on this set last week from a lot of different places. Oh my I God. want the same energy today on how well Dak played. Your thoughts, Swagoo?
4: It was phenomenal, G. And last week I had to pull my sword and shield out and protect Rain Dakota from it being his fault and being the weak leak. On the Dallas Cowboy team. Listen, man, this is what it really boils down to. That type of football from Dak Prescott, but as a team in totality, is why the Dallas Cowboys will have an opportunity when they get in the playoffs to win a game and try to advance and go further. There is no mistake about it. Like the Dallas Cowboys are a running football team. That is what they do to unlock everything else they do from an offensive standpoint. But when four is on point like he's like he was against Minnesota, when he's using his legs like he, look, like he looked hesitant to do against the Green Bay Packers, when you're asking him to just get the ball in playmakers' hands, uh, Kellen Moore not diverting back to dropping him back a million times in the game and telling him to go win it, this is what this team can actually be. Now, I don't know what the hell Minnesota was thinking dropping back and throwing the ball with Kirk Cousins a million times, but outside of that, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys in that mode in which we saw them against the Minnesota Vikings will be difficult to beat against any team in the NFL. Am I calling them the favorites? No, that's still Philly to me. But ultimately, if you get that team and you get them in the tournament, they will have an opportunity to go as deep as any other team in the tournament.
1: Well, as you see on the screen, uh, you may not be calling them the favorites, but our analytics do. Our analytics, despite the fact that the Eagles have, for all intents and purposes, a a two-and-a-half game divisional lead, they still like, our, our FPI still likes the Cowboys as the best team in the NFC. So, if we accept as a given that right now it feels like three teams in the NFC are playing the best, With all due respect to Minnesota and Seattle and even maybe Tampa Bay, right now, Philadelphia, Dallas, and San Francisco, and as you see, are on top of the odds right now. Those feel like the three teams in the NFC. Of those three, Nick, which one are you betting the palatial estate in D.C. on to wind up in the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I I, love the My man, the playmaker Michael Irvins, and I love Dak Prescott and what they're doing, but I think the depth of the Eagles is what's going to prevail. Uh, We're around the midway point of the season. We've had some injuries. There will be more, and I think that's what's going to help this team uh, stay atop the NFC and win. But I, I do think that though Dak is an overachiever and an overcomer, that the hate on Dak Prescott was overzealous, and you guys was overzealous in your hate on the overachiever that is Dak Prescott. Ha ha! I like, I like I that. Wait yeah, on you gotta do the move. You gotta, you
1: gotta do the patented <laughs> Michael Irvin move. I, 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 I'm with you. Okay, so that's one vote for Philadelphia.
3: It sounds like oh. the, the Marcus is giving us a vote for Philadelphia. And Mike T, you you're, you're voting for Dallas? Yeah, I, Jerry Jones made a little room on. Is John. I'm on the bandwagon and I'm not getting off. And uh, look, yeah. when Dak Prescott plays, they lead the league in points scored. And I think we minimize that because we talk so much about Micah Parsons and that great defense. They could score a lot of points. And when you look at it on paper, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And that shows you how good Dak's That's playing. the formula. Right? Guys, Get can I have a truth moment? Rush the passer. Go ahead, Marcus.
4: Can I have a truth moment? My yeah. biggest concern for the Dallas Cowboys is Kellen Moore. My concern ain't Dak Prescott. My concern ain't what they have as a team talent-wise. They are talented enough to go to the Super Bowl. They're talented enough to make a deep playoff run. My biggest question is the offensive coordinator and whether he going to get cute or not. Because (laughs) the last two years, we've seen him get cute. And it has cost them opportunities in games, I think, to either change the outcome or change the way the game has been played. We have to look no further than two weeks ago. Kellen Moore ran the ball six times with a 14-point lead Mm -hmm. against the Green Bay Packers. This week, he decided to hand it off to Tony Pollard and Zeke and get them guys the ball in, in advantageous situations. Who are you going to be, Kellen Moore? Because I think the fate of the Dallas Cowboys lies in your play call sheet. That's the, yeah. the hard-honest truth for me going forward.
1: Right. One man's getting cute. There's another man's getting pass-happy, and that's what you don't want them to be. Final vote, Graziano. I, I still
5: vote the Eagles. Look at the lead, right? They're up two games on Dallas in the division. They beat them head-to-head. They just added two... Th- stud veteran defensive tackles last week. Yeah. I mean, they're getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll get Dallas Goddard back in a few weeks. Uh, I think they have the edge. That They have one more game, though. That Dallas-Philly game later in the season, hugely consequential game. It's Christmas Eve. If and Dallas the Cowboys get OBJ, I'm
4: changing.
1: It, 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 OBJ and, and, and the Cowboys have four very winnable games between now and Christmas Eve when the <laughs> Eagles have to come into Arlington. We will see. Okay.
2: Uh, you know what? They might need to in that They might need a little <laughs> extra
4: security. Let's roll it. Let's do it. I know some people in this league need security. Everybody ain't getting dumped around here. This long gone by the law. He needs a new security guard. They better find somebody quick. Athleticism is a trait of being a security guard. And when you don't have none, you get your quarterback killed by a little. Got. like when the big dude run up on one of the little dudes and then you find out he's a damn MMA fighter and you get beat to sleep you need new security
1: oh yes it is time for swagwoo's revenge <laughs> uh, as you've got the quarterbacks who desperately need new security Let's take go. it big fella
4: Let's get it popping, man. First and foremost, G, you know where the hell I'm going. I'm going to that <laughs> oh, store on the yeah. side of your helmet. And my man, Michael Parsons, the, oh. the early in this game. I don't I'm know on. what Kevin O'Connor was thinking for the majority of the game. But Kirk Cousins, you needed new security, and you knew damn well 11 was gonna come out there with his How on fire, trying to move, kill everything moving. That's what Michael Parsons did. Kirk Cousins, you needed new security, and your offensive lineman and your head coach didn't believe you did. Oh well. Moving on to next week. Order than three. Let's get it. Next, I'm going to Derwin James. Y'all, did y'all see this? This is actually a safety, okay? Going in on a oh. blitz against a linebacker. Mm. And son, I baptize you in the name of the Lord so I can get to the quarterback. You need new security. And I don't know who, but my man Pacheco is tough. He runs physical. But this right here probably ain't what you need to do with it, man, to read when you're playing Derwin James. Pat Mahomes, I never thought I'd say this because you are so good at football. But against number three, you need new security. Derwin James, good job, man. Baptism is would be at next Sunday service. Carl Lawson from the New York Jets. I know Zach Wilson said he didn't feel like he had any responsibility, but you had responsibility for Mac Jones needing new security. I lay you down to your family softly on a pillow to go get your quarterback, sir. Bill Belichick was even on the sidelines saying, damn, Mac needs new security. This is what you do when you're trying to get a win, holding the team to three points. And yeah, I know special teams gave it up. But Carl Lawson, you made sure Mac Jones needed new security. And y'all, speaking of security, I got a bonus this week. Because uh apparently... At this stadium, you don't need new security because security is <laughs> doing their damn job. They are knocking people silly on the sideline <laughs> for trying to invade this precious territory of what we call the football field. Hey, sir, oh, man, that a- is holy ground that you're trying to play oh. on. Look at That's this security the going shoulders? drop his shoulder. Blue shirt. no, this is not a penalty. This is <laughs> not the head, neck area. This is about get your ASS off this field because we're trying to put on the event. They did <laughs> not need new security. Security came through, laid them down, and look at the other two. We must corral, and we must remove this finish man the tackle, from the stadium the because we Little will blue. never be on Swaggoose segment on Get Up <laughs> saying we need new security. Everybody <laughs> keeping their job for this security team. That's been you Nate? need new security for this week, and it was damn good. I feel like that security
2: guard, he's been waiting his whole security yep. career oh. to get that opportunity. Like, I, I, I wish top he flight. would. I wish somebody top would flight. come out. Top flight security <laughs> in the world. I'm going to dive into
1: you. Just, yeah. And it was a clean hit. It wasn't targeting, uh-huh. and he hit him in bounds. Like, uh-huh. he it didn't wait until the guy veered out it of bounds. Was, it, was it was a flag. No flag, a completely clean hit. All right, well done. Nope. As we continue, everyone in his division is moving Don't on, on up while his team is falling behind the pack. Should Aaron want a change of scenery going towards next season? We'll answer that question and more next. Get up on ESPN.
0: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI, To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall.
1: We're back on Get Up, and the game is called Fact or Fiction. Hey, Dominique Foxworth, this season is the beginning of the end for Russell Wilson. Is that fact or
2: fiction? I mean, it feels like you have to admit that it's fact. I wish it were fiction, but it's hard to find some evidence to the contrary. He hasn't looked himself in quite some time, even goes back to the end of his stay in Seattle. So yeah, sadly, I think it might be fact.
1: Boy, that feels like a huge story for the offseason. Next stop, Graziano Tampa. If I said Tom Brady's going to make a second-half surge and a run towards the Super Bowl, is that fact or fiction? I say fiction. I, I think there are too many
5: issues for this team to solve to get to the Super Bowl. We've talked about their division, how soft it is. They should be able to win it. Uh, it's to their detriment that they haven't yet put it away, but I, I don't think it's the Super Bowl. I think, I, think they, I think they go out early to somebody like, what, Philadelphia... San Francisco, everybody loves them. Let's see
1: where the road takes them in the playoffs when they go on the road. (laughs) If I
3: said (laughs) Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer next season, is that fact or fiction? That's fact because when it's all said and done, this is going to be a marriage of convenience despite all the noise, all the options, retirement, Mm -hmm. retreats, and all that. When Aaron Rodgers looks at next season, this will give him his best chance to win. And I just think when he looks at his options, going back to Green Bay is where he's going to wind up. Well, look, the contract makes it the likeliest
1: scenario. We all understand it felt last year like when he chose to come back for this. He was choosing to end his career in Green Bay. But, Marcus, hear me out. You sort of look at the landscape of the NFC, big picture, with the good young Eagles and some other really good teams, and look directly in his division. Detroit feels like they're getting a lot better, and they have a lot of ammunition to continue that. The Bears feel like they're getting a lot better, and they have a a ton of ammunition to continue doing that. The Vikings have already greatly surpassed what the Packers are doing this year. If you're Rodgers and you're looking at the landscape, do you think you'd be thinking about trying to figure out a way out? Oh,
4: absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would if I'm Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it ain't like he ain't thought about it already. So mm-hmm. we ain't talking about nothing that we haven't had a conversation about. And then when you think about what Green Bay, where Green Bay is, it may be beneficial to them too. Gene, do you remember a year and a half ago when I sat here and said the Green Bay Packers should just trade Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and start building for the future and everybody lost their damn mind? Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with his talent and skill set. And I get it that it sounds asinine to trade away a two-time uh, league MVP. But ultimately, like at some point you're making a move in order to start the next chapter where Aaron Rodgers can leave and go still win games and teams will trade for him. Let's not get it twisted. I know I know what his cap numbers are. I know people going to number me to death, but somebody will come get Aaron Rodgers if the league has taught us anything. If he becomes available for a trade, somebody will probably step up to the plate because they feel like they're that close. To getting it done, or Aaron Rodgers away, and I'm sure teams will feel like that. You don't think the team that we just talked about with that young guy Zach Wilson would feel no. that way in New I York if Aaron that. Rodgers came available? So I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think it's far-fetched at all that Aaron Rodgers may look for another destination.
1: And here's the other piece of this, Dominique. That I sometimes I hear people say, well, if they thought that Jordan Love could play, then he would already be playing, and they would have traded away Aaron Rodgers because that's what they did once upon a time. You know, Brett Favre wasn't playing better than everyone in the league at the moment in time they tried to do that. Aaron Rodgers didn't give them any choice. The last couple of years, he was so good that even if so they were good, thinking that's yeah. what they would like to do, Favre was still good at the end of his time in Green Bay. So I, the only reason I'm bringing that up is that right. I don't know that the die has been cast on Jordan Love yet. I, I, I don't know sitting here we, that they know Jordan Love can't play.
2: We would know. Like, it's, there would be – like, we knew Patrick Mahomes was killing it in practice when Alex Smith was playing quarterback and Alex Smith was balling. Mm-hmm. We would know. Like, I, I think that it's possible that maybe Jordan Love is a gamer, and if you put him in the game, he steps up and becomes something else. But for whatever reason, there is no conversation of how good Jordan Love is. No one's asking for a trade for Jordan Love. Those things would have happened if they thought Jordan Love was the guy. And maybe with full commitment of that conversation, coaching staff and a full uh, week of practice, we'd see a better version of Jordan Love, but there is no rumblings and maybe Graziano knows something. I don't know, but there's no rumblings that Jordan Love is really the man. He just needs the right opportunity.
1: Let, let, let me, before I finish with Danny, but let me throw this one at you, Mike T, because you're the one who made the trade for Favre, and you said that at the time that you got a sense that Green Bay was really confident in their, in their new guy who turns out to be Aaron Rodgers, so they were right to be confident. The, the, the pushback I would give on this is, like, Jordan Love has had an impossible mm-hmm. situation. Right. Rodgers was obviously disgusted by the move when they made it. It happened during COVID, so there was no preseason. There was He's never had any real right.
3: fighting chance to show what he could do if he could do it. Right, and that's why they have to make the inconvenient and difficult but correct decision of benching Aaron Rodgers over the last month and playing Jordan Love because, again, when we traded for Brett Favre, they were unequivocal. They knew what they had in Aaron Rodgers, who only started seven games in three years early in his career. So, to me, you have a responsibility as the Packers to know what you have in Jordan Love because that will let you know how strong of a hand you have with Aaron Rodgers. Take it, guys. I just think all of this was decided over the last couple of years.
5: They traded Jordan, they drafted Jordan Love coming off of Aaron Rodgers' two worst QBR seasons of his career. They had reason to believe there was a decline in progress. It wasn't. He showed them that. He wins two MVPs. They signed him to this ridiculous monster contract this past offseason. I, I, I just think like we can talk about what they should do, what they might do. all. That. If they were going to move on from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, they would have done it. If they were going, if Aaron Rodgers was going to force his way out via trade, he would have done it. Those opportunities have all come and they have all passed. I think they're stuck with each other and he said he wanted to end his career there and for better or for worse, I think that's what happened.
1: So what you're saying is he is going to be on the Jets next year. I, just I to know, be clear. I can't
5: imagine the Jets making a trade said, for a future <laughs> Hall of Fame Packers quarterback at the you, end of his what career.
1: What you just said to me, what I heard was <laughs> he will be the quarterback of the Jets next year. Keep that's that. Wilson, I I let him learn from him for a year and figure out how things work out from there. Okay, go College football takes center stage tonight. Huge night. Lots of shakeup is going to happen in these college football playoff rankings. With Tennessee losing, what does it all mean? You'll find out live tonight exclusively on our ranking show, recent Company, 7 Eastern on ESPN and on the ESPN app. Coming up, first take here, top of the hour. Should the Jets bench Zach Wilson? They've got thoughts. Plus, will Ben Simmons play well in his return to Philadelphia tonight? First take with That and more top of the hour here on ESPN.
0: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
4: All right, we
1: got a great NBA doubleheader for you tonight. We'll be here for Countdown. Then we'll have Jason Tatum taking on Luka, Celtics and Mavs, followed by Paul George and the Clippers visiting Steph. And the Warriors will start your night, NBA Countdown, 7 Eastern, here on ESPN. And you can watch live on the ESPN app. Meanwhile, uh, every Tuesday at this time, Jerry Jones does his appearance on 105.3 The Fan. And we wait with bated breath for the things that he says. One of them is he said, there's not a perfect game, but that's maybe the best I've seen as a complete game since I've been with the Cowboys. Now, obviously, you go back a quarter century, you saw a lot of really good games. And he was the owner then, too. But, Marcus Spears, I will ask you. Is this the best shot he's got? We 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 hear people say that. A lot of people liked them last year. It's been a quarter of a century. Is this the best shot you've seen Jerry have in that time to get this thing back to the Super Bowl?
4: Yeah, and uh, well, gee, I was on some some of those teams. I thought we had a pretty mm-hmm. good shot, but this this, this is a uh, this is this is one of those ones. And y'all, and guys, this too, like this this is a reality. The NFC, based on what they just did to Minnesota, isn't that strong. Like, we don't think that Dallas can't beat Philadelphia. We don't Mm -hmm. think that they can't compete at a high level against the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be about those three hours when they get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that is what has cost the Dallas Cowboys from having opportunities to move forward. You have to have, you got to put three to four good three-hour days together in order to make it to the big game. That's what they've been lacking. But as far as talent, yeah, they got all of what you need in order to try to make a legit Super Bowl run.
1: In a perfect world, they only need two of those days. That's what I'm saying, right?
5: So there were years where they were the one seed, and again, I'm sorry it's a sore subject. There were years where they were the one seed and had the buy, and only needed to do two of those where they had a better chance. If they're going in as a wild card and they got to play
1: in Philadelphia, that's tough. Repeat after me. How about them Cowboys? Nah, gonna not gonna do it. Gonna do it. You, it. you look, look real, real festive it. today. All right, you look great, I'll try bro. and get it tomorrow. <laughs> the Thanks is for watching, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. First take starts now.